What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Where Are They Going podcast, episode three. I'm with my guy, Neil Brown. Neil, say what up. What's up, everybody? So let's jump into these questions like we always do. Neil, when did you start playing football? Um, I started playing football at the age of five, and I started off at flag football. And then in the fourth grade, I ended up moving to Bethany. So I tried playing for Amity, Pop Warner, or Shoreline, Shoreline. And why did you pick football over any other sport? Uh, I started playing soccer first, to be honest. But uh, my mom saw that I was bigger than all the other kids. And I started getting a little rough on the field, too. So she thought that football would be better suited for me. And once I started playing, I instantly fell in love with it. So, yeah. Yeah. Why be a lineman and not any other position? Like, what's the pros of being a lineman? Uh, the pros, uh, I guess you get to hit people every play. And <laughs> also, I'd say I was put out lineman because I'm just a really big kid. And every single coach has put me at that. And also, my dad was a lineman his whole life, too. So the genes and stuff. But the cons, uh, you never get any recognition. Like, many people don't even know what a lineman is. So, yeah, but you do get to eat a lot more food than the other physicians. So that's another plus. Yeah, true. True, true. We'll be talking about food a little later on. Um, what other talents do you have outside of football? I really need to go and invest in some other hobbies. I mainly just hang out with friends and do all that. And other than training, uh, I can play the tuba. I'm wow. pretty good at Call of Duty. Um, that's pretty much it. Favorite NFL team? My uh, my favorite NFL team is the Steelers. It sucks that they got beat by the Browns, but it is what it is. Yeah, they'll come back strong next year. Hopefully. Favorite NFL players, and who do you model your game after? Uh, well, right now my favorite NFL player would be Juju Smith-Schuster. He's a wide receiver for the Steelers. Mm -hmm. He was one of the youngest players to ever play, I'm pretty sure. And... I don't know. I just love him. He like donates all of his money, and he's at such a young age, too. And he's just mad humble, and I respect that. And I'd say I model my game after Quentin Nelson. He's a lineman for the Colts, and he just gets pancake after pancake after pancake. And he he actually got sued for pancaking someone so hard. So, <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Biggest influence off the field. Um, I'd say that my biggest influence is probably my mom, to be honest. She always keeps me on track. Um, she keeps me on track, leads me down the right path. If I'm slacking, she'll help pick me back up. Uh, she also stays up with me, helps me do academics and all that. And if I'm not putting in work in the weight room or something, she'll be like, Junior, you need to start. Oh, yeah, my mom calls me Junior. Uh, she'll be like, you need to start lifting again before us. Like, everyone's going to go surpassing and stuff. So she's my hugest influence in my life. That's really nice to hear. Um, favorite moment playing football? Um, I'd say my favorite moment was freshman year. And that's when we were not good, to be honest. Not at all. And 
we ended up being able to merge the freshmen and sophomores against North Haven. It was called the Froshmore game. Mm-hmm. And it was the first under the lights game I was able to go in. And we ended up beating North Haven. They, I'm pretty sure they were undefeated or had one loss at the time. And I got the game saving tackle and I ended up picking up the ball. I got tackled. I didn't get to score the touchdown, but it was so sick. And then the bus ride after the game, everybody was mad hype. So Yeah. Why did you go to Hampton Hall for a year? Um, my sophomore year, the coach ended up looking at me and he was saying, Neil, we want you and stuff. And I honestly thought that was a good idea to go there, to be honest, because he ended up drafting Joe or he was Joe Flacco's agent. Wow. Yeah. He ended up uh, getting him recruited to the NFL. And I thought that that'd be someone that's nice to have as a coach and all that. And yeah, I thought that it could really help better myself. So, and how do you feel spending that year at Hamden Hall with this guy who um, was Joe Flacco's agent and all the other influences at Hamden Hall? How did that impact your game? Uh, he was a really chill guy, and he genuinely wanted the best for me. And I'd say that it helped me become more adaptable and diverse because. A lot of players ended up getting injured that season, and we were only able to have a couple linemen. So I had to go and like switch my position a couple times. And that just helped me learn every single position and just helped me become more adaptable, to be honest. So I feel like that really helped me. And what made you come back to Amity? Honestly, I love Amity so much. That's probably my number one school or just favorite high school. I love the community. I love everything there. And money was an issue for Hendon Hall because it was a private school. I had to pay for it. And also transportation, it was all the way in Hendon and having to drive there every day. It was a issue, but I love Amity. It's convenient. And I love Coach Bruno too. So it's good to be back. Yeah, I've heard some really good things about Coach Bruno over the uh, over the years covering sports for the school newspaper. Mm. Take me through the college decision process. Uh, honestly, it was pretty difficult. I had to email so many coaches, go on a bunch of visits, and that's quite normal for the average athlete and all that that wants to go play in college. But COVID... Uh, ended up getting in the way of a lot of college visits and stuff. And also the D1 schools, most of their seniors are allowed to have another year because they got one of them taken away from them. And so a lot of D1 schools didn't want to go and like recruit high schoolers because the seniors were able to play an extra year. So I wasn't able to get like a scholarship to a D1 or anything. So, yeah, but you know, I ended up chatting with a bunch of schools and a lot of them were nice and all that. So I can't complain. Yeah. And why did you pick UNH? I was actually torn between UNH and Assumption. It was literally a coin flip. I would probably go to either one. But I'd say that the driving factor that allowed me to choose UNH was the fact that it was close to home. I wanted to be close to my family and all that. So and they were also like extremely nice, offered me a really good scholarship, and I'm just grateful for it. Mm-hmm. 
And do you see yourself eventually making the NFL? Uh, I actually don't. Uh, it's not something I really want to do for the rest of my life. Just the wear and tear on your body and having to get up at 5 a.m. to lift every day and all that. I don't really want it. I just wanted to go play football, just to go get money off my college tuition and stuff and get a scholarship and help my mom out. Yeah. But, mm, I, I still love football. Like, I genuinely love it, but it's just not something I want to do for my whole life. I can see that. Biggest strength in your game? I'd say my size and my strength, to be honest. Um, it helps me just pancake people when I'm on offense and helps – create lanes for Ant if he's ever running behind me or something like that. And I can just go make holes for him. Biggest weakness in your game? I haven't really thought about that. I'd say my biggest weakness is probably my awareness, maybe. When I play on defense, I constantly get faked out by a pitch or something, or sometimes I may have trouble finding the ball. But, no, it is what it is. Yeah. Any uh, pregame superstitions that you have? Mm, I always go into football games with the mentality that I'm trying to win, but I'm never going to go tell other people, like, yeah, there's no chance we're going to lose to this team because I don't want that to affect how we do in practice and stuff because the work that we put in in practice, that's going to be the driving factor to whether or not we win the game. So I just want to – I'm going to go into the game with a positive mentality, but – I just don't want to jinx anything. Favorite pregame meal, coming back to the food? Uh, I'd say before every game, I'd either go to Blue Check and order myself two Bluebirds, or I'd go to Debella Subs and go get myself a steak and cheese. And I remember when I got injured during one of the games my junior year, uh, Kim brought me to the locker room, and I had to go and – it was like waiting in my locker the whole game that the Bella sub and I ended up eating it while I was injured and stuff while she was taping me <laughs> up and all that. So I love the Bellas. Shout out to the Bellas and blue check. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What is your go-to pregame music? Hmm. I love Meek Mill to be honest, playing like dreams and nightmares or 1am or six, nine. He'll, he'll get me really hyped before the game. Uh, or T Grizzly from the D to the A. Mm -hmm. uh, I just love that music that could get me in my beast mode. So I want to talk a little bit about the uh, let us play football protest movement that you guys had. Mm -hmm. What was your like role in that whole thing? Um, I'd say I wasn't like a leader or anything for the whole that like came up with the whole movement and all that, but. I was definitely there. I was there for the march. Uh, we were screaming, shouting, chanting, yell us play and all that. I ended up having a speech and stuff too during the march. And then during the huge rally, I ended up going there too. I brought a bunch of Amity kids there. And honestly, I just love the fact that how a bunch of rivals and enemies, friends and peers, we we're all in the same place just to go and achieve one goal and just so we can go and play because we may be enemies on the field, but we all still want to be brothers at the end of the day because we just want to play the game we love. So, Yeah, I had Cam on here for episode one, and we talked a little bit about the um, Let Us Play protests. And um, 
I find it really cool that a band of young people like you guys, this makes me sound like I'm 85, but I find it cool how a band of people our age can get together and like make a difference about what they want. Like, although, um, although the CIAC and DPH decided that football won't be played in the spring, mm. it still brought it to their attention enough to have a second meeting about it. Yeah, that's crazy. Like over a thousand kids came and even though nothing really changed, they still definitely hurt us. And mm -hmm. they actually tried to reconsider their choice that they made. So for over the course of a couple of days, but yeah, it ended up not working out, but they, I don't know. It's just truly awesome how we got our voices heard. And yeah. What did, what did you think of the private league? Uh, the private league was what actually got UNH to look at me, to be honest. So I was lacking film because I got in trouble junior year and I also got injured. And the private league, there was only a couple teams in the league at one point. And there were only like at one point, I forgot the team that we played, but it was the only game high school football game happening in Connecticut. And so like in all of Connecticut, that was the only game that was happening. And so wow. a bunch of college coaches came to go and watch that. And I'd say like that was one of my better games for being an lineman. And after that game, the UNH coach ended up hitting me up and stuff. And yeah, so I'm really excited to be a part of that. Now for getting into UNH, did you get into play offensive line, defensive line, or both? Um, I'm just playing O-line. Uh, the coach said that I can play defensive line if I wanted to, but he truly sees me as an offensive lineman. And so I'm just going to go and play that because I love okay. it too. All right. So that is all the questions that I had other than this one that I ask at the end of every episode. Who do you want to see on this series next? Uh, we got to go get Sebastian Holt in this. We got to go see Seabass because I'm pretty sure he committed to Maine for baseball. So yeah. I'd like to see his story. Any other names besides Sebastian Holt that you would want to see on this series? Um, I can't think of any other ones off the top of the head, but I'll get back to you, though. All right, so this has been Neil Brown with Episode 3. Next week, we should have T Tyler McLean on here. We should have had him this week, but some complications came up, and I think we got somebody who is just as good as T-Mac in Neil. Mm -hmm. All right, so see you guys next week.